So, uh, you know what week it is, right? No. No, I don't know. It's the week before St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's why you woke up drunk this morning. I thought it was weird. Well, that and, you know, having the bottle of Jameson whiskey right next to the bed. Yeah, and for some reason, when I woke up, I was wearing a kilt. I don't recall going to bed wearing a kilt. No, that no, was no, weird. no, that was my kilt. Oh, yep, yep, yep. You were the one wearing suspenders. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the week before St. Patrick's Day is happy to share... It's week with Pi Day, perhaps the nerdiest of all holidays, antithetical to the entire idea of St. Patrick's Day. What do you mean antithetical? I, I don't think of drunk Irishmen and think men of logic and mathematics. Mathematics? Mathematics. Mathematics. She's Elizabeth. <laughs> He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. You know, you co-opted my bit. I had this great bit about how relationship positive Fortnite was. How every image I ever saw was just a bunch of dudes standing motionless in an empty field. And I was like, what are they doing? They're all texting their girlfriends. That's really nice. <laughs> that must be in the uh, the group play because in the single play that is definitely no, not. Absolutely not what's, what's happening. happening. No, I, it is very much Hunger Games. Except we are all Katniss until we die and then we're PETA. <laughs> Wait, does PETA die? I forget. I don't, I've never watched the it movies. It does not matter. PETA is beta. <laughs> that is the important part. No one wants to be PETA. Hey, Liz. Hey, Aaron. What's your favorite St. Patrick's Day movie or favorite Irish movie? Oh, Aaron. Don't make me say it. The listeners will lose all respect for me. Oh, I wasn't meaning, like, what we're actually about to review. I know. They still will lose all respect for me because it's a it's an oh. irrational love. It has no logic. <laughs> Unlike Pie Day. It has a Scotsman playing an Irishman and an American playing an Irishman. It's, it's a lot of fallacies, guys. It's like, you know how some people get really irked when they see black culture appropriated. That's like what I feel when I watch movies that take place in Ireland and I'm like, oh god. Oh sweet Jesus, how many leprechaun jokes will there be? Will they always be drunk and superstitious? Uh, my favorite my favorite movie about taking place in centered around the idea of Ireland would be P.S. I Love You. Oh, Liz the, loves the romantic movie. Who the thunk? Starring the incomparable Gerard Butler, who can only play Gerard Butler, and that is his great strength. <laughs> this poor man has been got so famous for one role and cannot escape it. No, no, I I highly disagree. Famous for the role of himself, <laughs> even when he is playing a Greek king, he in no way is ever a anything but with a Gerard accent. Butler. Whether he's saving America or taking down the prison system from the inside, he is always Gerard Butler. All right, ask me. Aaron, what is your... Oh, Aaron, I am not going to ask you this. We all know what it is. People who have never listened to the show know what this is. Oh, I, I honestly am curious. If you're listening, throw a comment, like, right now. Like, <laughs> say, I am doing this before I listen to the rest. Throw in a comment right now and say what you think my... Uh, my my favorite St. Patrick's Day movie is. Alright, you guys got him down? Okay. Well, hey, you misspelled a word. Come on, you can fix it. Okay, yeah, you're wrong. Uh, it's Boondock Saints, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for those of you who know me, and even for those of you who don't know me, uh, Boondock Saints is a very... 
specific movie for me in my mind. You know, I I would I think I'd like to uh, actually challenge you on what your favorite movie is because I am thinking of favorite a movie, movie, your favorite Irish movie. I am thinking of an entirely different movie, and I want you to think if I said that it was a movie starring a basketball player who shrinks. You would say your favorite Irish movie? Oh, no! It's the luck of the Irish! God, no. Luck of the Irish is not my favorite Irish movie. (laughs) Because even though it stars Lassie from Psych and was one of the first movies I saw about Irish culture... It's not my favorite Irish movie. Boondock Saints is. That's that's true. My favorite Disney Channel movie, uh, Irish movie, is the Thirteenth Year. I know it's nothing to do with being Irish, oh but God. it's my favorite Disney Channel ta- movie. Would you let me talk about Boondock Saints, please? Um, I will say the first time that I watched Boondock Saints, which Aaron was so happy to show me, we watched the movie. The credits ran, and he turns to me with the most lovely expression on his face, just warning away every opinion. And I turned to him, also in complete silence, with my fingers steepled at my mouth, saying, Give me 24 hours. Give me, give me 24 hours, and I will have an answer for you. 24 hours pass. He came to see me, and he gave me the look, and I said, There was a firefight! So again, can I talk about Boondock Saints? No. <laughs> Yes, you can. It's a podcast, Aaron. We can talk about anything. I know, These people but you're are not allowing me to take the time to appreciate this great movie. Actually, I think you're my prisoner now. It's my podcast, and I can say whether you talk or not. That's why I'm asking. Yes, me. tell us all just why. It's just so great. <laughs> I personally love Boondock Saints because it's one of the very, very, very few movies that I have ever watched that gets better Every time I watch it, because there are plenty of movies that I've watched multiple times, and I'm like, okay, gotta get through this part so we can get to this part. We gotta get through this joke to get to this joke, because it's so much funnier, so much more funnier. Or, or uh, we gotta get through this part so they can be friends. Or, you know, there's there's so many of those movies. I'm like, I'm just I'm go through the motions so we can get to the good stuff. But Boondock Saints is. One of those ones, it just gets better every single time I watch it. And I've watched it probably in the good 20 to 25 range. Um, and again, it gets better every time. That There's certain uh, acting choices. There are certain stylistic uh, visual choices. And I mean, I'm such a big fan of the first one that I actually thought the second one wasn't bad. Yeah, you- like, is that your favorite Day After Halloween holiday movie? Day after Halloween. Because it's called All Saints Day. Oh. <laughs> no, I, the reason I like the second movie, the All Saints Day, which I'm I'm very surprised that you knew and then I didn't. You have a signed poster in our house, Aaron. I know. Uh, I'll tell you guys more about that in just a second. It'd be um, like walking into our house and saying, huh, I wonder if someone here likes Batman Beauty and the Beast and or Beauty and the Beast, Batman yeah. or Harry Potter. I don't know, guys. It's hard to say. <laughs> or uh, Freddie Mercury or... Or the Marvel Cinematic Universe or yeah, movies maybe. in general. But, uh, family members. Um, I actually like the movie so much that I actually like the second movie, the sequel, because the that movie was just made for the fans. It is not a good movie on its own. I would argue that the first movie was made for the fans. <laughs> the fans that didn't even exist until it's, this, until it actually came out. Such is the majesty that is Troy Duffy. <laughs> uh, so, 
Liz is correct. I do actually have a signed poster from the sequel, Boondock Saints, All Saints Day, uh, signed by the filmmaker and creator of the whole mythos, uh, Troy Duffy. Perhaps now, the most Irish name in the history of names. Eh, about it would be Seamus O'Duffy Flanagan. Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would probably be more Irish than that. Uh, he uh, and the people behind the second film ran a huge contest through this website called Fandom Fan Service, something like that, um, and it. Was. Basically, it was the adult version of when you're in middle school and you try to sell magazine subscriptions to get the mini bike. Kinda, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of those out there now, uh, and this was no different. Um, the only difference was is you had to show examples of you promoting the movie. And, and as we you... all know, Aaron will do absolutely anything for free shit. He will do anything. <laughs> If you go to his Facebook I won't page, do anything. on your on social media platforms, you will promote Hawk Cell and post anything to I get a free thing. I will do anything for free stuff, but I won't do that. Uh, I will do. Uh, there, there is a list of things I won't do for free stuff, but that list is not very large. Uh, so I found a loophole, and I hate to admit this, but I think the statute of limitations has passed. I wouldn't reveal it, Aaron, as a as a fellow podcaster, everything we say here is under oath. We we uh is all submissible in court. So, um what I did is I figured out that the um I could hop onto random websites and say, "Hey, I'm going to uh advertise real quick." And like most people would be okay with it. And I took screenshots and I took screenshots, and then I realized that they weren't checking the screenshots. And so I just kept submitting, and I kept resubmitting. I don't even know if they, I don't even remember if they had, like, a daily limit, because I don't think they did. So I went through, and I was like, I went from, like, a hundred and, like, something place to, like, 35th place way too damn quickly. And I'm really surprised no one, like, called me out on it. But... I looked at the top prizes. Like, the first place prize was, like, you got, like, um, a t-shirt, a movie poster, and then, like, uh, like a DVD player or something like that. It was, like, a pretty big prize. But it was something I didn't need. So, and then it was second through fifth place got prizes, and then sixth place through tenth place got prizes. The sixth place through tenth place only got, like, a, a DVD copy and then, like, a poster. But whereas if you were first, or fifth through second, you got signed stuff along with a t-shirt. And I was like, well, I think I could aim for second place. You moneyballed them. Uh, kinda. I I worked the system that was inherently flawed to begin with. You were a cheater and a thief, like a true Irishman. Uh, yeah, I was. I was a, a bit of a con artist. So, um, I still have the poster and I still have the DVD. I don't have the T-shirt anymore, and I think I got one other. Prize. I just want to say, Aaron is just bragging right now because I just laid out a setup segue into the conversation that we're actually here to talk about, and he ignored it completely and steamrolled talking about the things he has yeah i actually didn't i didn't i didn't pick up on it at all oh, like aaron okay ready we're gonna i'm gonna set you up again okay gonna set you cool. up again yeah right. set me up okay set me up wow you're a theater and a cheat just like a real irishman i now see like 
I I kind of get what the the setup is. You but even at the same said time, you even uh, said con man. I'm like, this is it. You you hit oh, the nail yeah, on the I'm head. We're ready man. to discuss con, the movie. I'm a con man. I'm a uh, 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 a realtor. Um, a stager. Stager. A stager for real estate. <laughs> Yeah, Guys. that was uh, that was real seamless. That was it a- was if you had played the game. Oh my, we're talking about Leap Year, everyone. <laughs> we're talking about a movie which stars Amy Adams and a dude that has not done much else, or if he has, it's not been very big. We're talking about the death of Elizabeth's enjoyment of rom coms. Oh my god, we are talking about the end of a genre. For a dear woman who used to love just falling in love and having whirlwind swept romances. I'm not even sure I can watch anything I used to like before because who knows what this critical eye has done to my darlings. Well, that's the problem is like I was feeling this way with movies and stuff like that before we even started this podcast. I was feeling this way whenever we were like starting to watch Nostalgia Critic. I thought my critical eye would help me enjoy movies more. All it, it has helped, done is what, destroy it. Well, I think what happens is it helps you understand why movies are mediocre or why movies are good or why movies are great. Because some of the movies that we've seen recently, like Black Panther, Shape of Water, um, and oh, what was another one that we saw that we really liked? Um, oh, Disaster Artist. We know why we like them. Not just, oh, I like it. Why? Mm, uh, pretty. You know? It's it's not one of those situations. It's, I like Black Panther because it represents an area of the community that has not been properly represented, and that is the black superheroes. And how glad am I that we live in the United States, uh, where at least it's somewhat acceptable across this uh, great country of ours. When you get over to China... There have been some reviews to date about how it's a little too black. And I racism is not just an American commodity, ladies and gentlemen. No. It exists globally. No, there's there's it it exists. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get around it with peace and love peace and understanding. And love. Well, I would like to get around it by bringing some enjoyment to this hour and a half trek you made me slog through i would like you to uh tell the synopsis of this movie with an irish bro oh god okay uh hang on i i was able to jump into it real easy last night um because we uh we we're enjoyers of vine you know because we're real hip and up to date so up to date guys <laughs> you hear this thing called instagram what? it's taken off you know i heard this cool thing you know it's kind of a shortened version of stuff but it's called twitter oof Alright, so, for fuck's sake, so Amy Adams has a, kind of a, a guy who shuffles his feet, and he likes to say that, oh, they're, they make a great power couple, but they're really not, she's not happy with the progression, she has a plan, that's, uh, god, I've already lost it. (laughs) You got really far, though, I think that was the gist, like... It, yeah, better so, than my it, Irish bro. <laughs> it's basically Amy Adams is someone who plans out her entire life, and she's the one thing that she cannot plan is when her boyfriend will propose to her. Even though they've been together for four years, she's pretty sure he's going to do it this night. He doesn't. She's really disappointed, but he goes to Ireland on a medical conference. Which, first off, flimsy, f- fucking flimsy, right there. But uh, so she goes um to ireland she chases after him basically goes to ireland because on leap year you can a woman can propose to a man during leap year and it's more acceptable which nowadays 
just propose. Um, that nope, Aaron. Let us be perfectly honest. You would not let me propose to no. you. The male ego is such a fragile thing. It, it absolutely is, and I am no exception to that. Um, so uh, along the way, she meets this guy who tries to help her get to Dublin through his rough demeanor and sometimes funny jokes and they end up falling in love yeah yeah okay so i think at this point in the conversation we have to accept the premise of the rom-com which is the guy that has had the time tested relationship with our female protagonist is not the winner we have to accept that because if we didn't accept that, we might find ourselves thinking, you know what? Perhaps she should have said something in those four years to indicate she was not happy in the relationship. Well, I think it's one of those situations, too. What it, what I kind of got is that she didn't know she didn't wasn't happy in the relationship until she wasn't happy in the relationship. You know what I mean? I find it very... The movie's treatment of her irks me and something beyond rom-com i feel like (laughs) the very first thing the very first scene is just like um boston city and the bright peppy like the sex in the city busy walking music and it's like like, the peppy um and you see her heels walking and she's and but she's like this music says she is Busy businesswoman in big city. Busy, busy business, business, business. Like, she's she's on the move. She's on the go. She doesn't have time to slow down. She's a modern woman. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, I like that. Everything they set her up as is crazy cool. It's like, yeah, I stage houses to sell people the possibility of things. And I know how to make my job work. And I always have something to say. Like, I like her character. I like that she's like that. And... I kind of like that they both are really into their jobs. Again, that's why I feel like we have to accept the conceit that guy A is not good. Whatever guy we start off with is no good because of some of some thing, which, again, in a four-year relationship, you would have talked about sooner. We see no yeah. indication from her that she even wants romance in her life. Nothing about her plan to the letter life ever indicates that she is in need of more romantic gestures than he has given her or in need of more in their relationship they they work together on their phones together in a way that if you and I as a married couple did it it'd be like oh fun and we'd make jokes about the tonsillitis and the bad jokes that your co-workers make and like I gotta go do this thing oh it's okay baby you'll get it everything about them is completely supportive and emotionally grounded yeah I think it's I, I, I kind of disagree to an extent from what it felt like to me is like, yes, they worked together, but it was like kind of a, a cohesive or a, no, a codependent type thing where, yeah, they worked together, but they weren't like, they weren't in sync or anything like that. Um, which, I mean, truth be told, neither is her and the new guy either. But here, here's the thing. Here's something I, okay, let's, let's, let's slap a big old spoiler. Jackets are off. Sorry, spoilers I got warm. in the corner. I got warm all of a sudden. Um, yeah, we're gonna slap a big old spoiler. So if you've not seen this movie, just uh, assume that she gets with the cute new guy who will show her the error of her ways. I mean, the movie's literally called Leap Year, and she goes to Ireland and she meets an Irish man. So yeah, 
But yeah, let's go and slap a big old spoiler on here because I I'm, I don't want to like wait around to try to spoil the end. So here's Adam Scott is plays her boyfriend, which by the way, comedic genius right there already. Love the guy, love him in Parks and Rec, and I've seen him in other plenty of things. He's hilarious. I will have to show you one time because this was before both of them had like really kind of hit their strides. But uh, Adam Scott was in a weird little video for Adult Swim with John Hamm. <laughs> and it's super really out there and it's hilarious and especially i didn't get it whenever i first watched it but now I have, when i think about it it's hilarious so moving on from that um adam scott is in this he plays the douchebag boyfriend if you but he's not he's exactly not. exactly either he either he's too likable as a person as a human being as an actor that it's impossible to read that as douche or but they weren't written correctly he can be a douche there's plenty of evidence he's he's been in good lord we're blowing almighty. up we're blowing up so many texts here at the at the station <laughs> sorry about that at the mothership <laughs> I, I don't i don't believe i'll be able to edit that out <laughs> that's okay we accept and roll with it this yes. is live baby <laughs> fuck it we'll do it live so but yeah you're right he was not a douchebag nope. until the very end even then the problem oh, no 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 I, no 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 no, 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 no. okay I, i'll i'll play you i'll play you the card that that's dangerously close to the liar's reveal, which I do not like. I agree, but a liar's reveal is usually one of the main characters who lies about something and then withholds it from the other well, character. We almost get that specifically. We get that with both guys. Both the guys almost have liars reveals. They, they come close. I would say the Adam Scott character, the douchebag boyfriend, all it is a lot. So here's closer. the move. Here's the move that in the real world may be worth discussing, but is not a deal breaker. In the real world, the move of, okay, so we both wanted this apartment as long as we can remember. We both wanted to live in this apartment building. And we had the interview, and it went really good. Then afterwards, they called to see how we were doing, and they mentioned that they were old-fashioned, quote-unquote, and they were interested in our marital status. And before, uh, listen, uh, let me get it okay. out. For, go ahead. Let me go get ahead. it out. Go let ahead. me get it out. Yes, it's... Yes, it's weird to call it old-fashioned that they wanted to be married if you're living together, but then that's just me over here in my little religious zone. So that's not the point. The point is that he hears that they'd be interested in knowing about their relationship, their marriage status, and instead of saying, oh yeah, I can definitely see that happening, he says, I don't know where it came from, I just heard myself saying, we are engaged. And that we're, just, like, we're like hours away from being that engaged. That does not strike me as a man who just wants what he wants. It strikes me as a man who always knew in the back of his head that's what he wanted, but didn't have like the spark to be like, yeah, it's time to move on this because I love her. So when... So, and he's right to think that it wouldn't bother her because to all he knows, her dream is to live in this apartment with him. He didn't think that marriage meant that much to her because she's never indicated in their relationship that romance is anything worthwhile to have. She's all about her career. She's all about her life. She's all about this plan. You, so... You, you do have a good point there. It's it's douchebaggery if it never got revealed and it's revealed he never loved her. He just wanted the apartment and he said that anything to make it happen. But he knows it's her dream. And so he said, you know, I I said we're almost engaged. And all before I knew it, I was buying the ring and I was ready to propose to you. And it but was... that still... I, I, if, if that happened in the real world, if someone got a spark lit under them like that, we've, we've seen relationships like that absolutely happen, which haven't ended in... Like, anything bad. We see it all the time where people are like, oh, 
I realize now what a good thing I have. I should probably move I, that, on that. But that's not the reason to get married. Don't get married just because, oh, we want to have an apartment together. No, but that's when that's you discuss not the it. Point. That's, that, but that's not, that's still not the correct, or not even the correct, uh, that's still not a good way to do it. That's actually, that's one of the worst reasons to do it. Now, I understand what you're saying, and you're right. She doesn't make any kind of prior that we see as the audience. We can assume that maybe she was a little bit of a romantic because how what we see in actions later on in the movie. But the fact of the matter is, you're right. They never show it. It's A movie is a show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. And you see hints of it. But it's not enough. You don't see her like putting this, putting this stuff together, and she says. And then if you put these two together, you put these two items together, you're instantly going to attract more of a couple. Well, how do you know? Because that's what I would want to see. Boom! Right there. That's an instant way to show that she has a romantic bone in her body. Not these these uh, items that come further along in the movie that are so shoehorned. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of plugged in <sighs> plot points. I, you know, the scene could have worked just as well. The The running motif is, if your house is on fire, what would you take with you? You have a minute. What comes with you? And that whole scene could have still existed without... It feels like she's, um... Here's the thing I have as a problem with rom-coms. Women are buffeted along from one man to the next. They are propelled. Oh, I thought I was right with this guy, but actually... Uh, you have shown me the error of my ways that I should be with you, strong guy. It's never I choose. The whole emphasis of the movie is to make you think, oh, it's my choice. Well, I choose to go to Leap Year and propose to my boyfriend because I choose that. Yeah, like this, this they've already wasted this, like, this but all great, it does, um, all she does is she process. just, she really comes to the realization she doesn't want to be with this guy because he reveals that he lied to her. He, she, never, she never comes to that on her own. Like, you know what? I sat here looking at my house of things and these people and I said... This isn't what I wanted. She doesn't this get... This isn't my my beautiful wife. This isn't my house. And then days go by. Uh, I wish that more movies would let women have roles of agency within their own movie. Where they get to pick and choose what they want to do. And it doesn't always have to be a dude. Well, wouldn't you say that's what she does? She does end up choosing in this movie? That, like... She cho- she chooses to think that like you know what I do want something more out of life than just things, you know. I don't know. She's punished at every turn for her agency. That's what that's what irks me. She's she's what do you punished. Mean agency? Okay, so agency in a movie means that she has independent mobility. She chooses where to go. She chooses what path her life will take, as much as a person can in a world. So she says, "I'm going to wait here for the train." And he says, it's two and a half hours away. She's like, you know what? I've had enough bad luck on this trip. I'm going to sit here and wait for the train. All right, but you're missing out on this pretty castle up the hill. So he goes, uh, and she's like, that's fine. I'm fine. She goes over the dog, and she goes to pet the dog, and the dog barks and scares her away. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll go up the mountain. So she's punished for choosing. I, no, I have made my informed decision. I am going to stay here and wait for the train. Instead, she goes up the mountain and then slips and slides all the way back in the mud and the filth only to get back and the train has already left. Um, she chooses to uh, let her hair down at a wedding that they crash and ends up uh, smashing the bride's face and knocking juice all over her dress. Every That's choice... Wine. That straight up wine. Every choice that she makes, it's met counteracted by the script 
with disaster. Yeah, and and I and I have to agree with you on this because the the fact of the matter is is this movie has these has these weird times when they set something up and they don't follow through at all. Like this whole thing with the 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 thirty second or you have a minute to get out of the house. What's the one thing you grab? And, like, she's like, oh, I don't know. And he like, oh, I have an answer. Well, what's your answer? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. There's too many of these instances when they set something up, they come up with a joke that only pays off then. Oh, you mean like her father, John Lithgow, who shows up for literally one scene and never Why again? Why was he not more of a character? I bet you there's a director's cut out there of Leap Year where John Lithgow was much more of a character. You wasted John Lithgow. John Lithgow, one of the... And it's funniest people of our time. And it's not like the father is an unimportant character. We find no. out later it was because of his it'll always work itself out attitude that her life was in shambles when she what started if he her career. he came onto the trip with her? Like, he th- wasn't trying to come on the trip or he was going there for something else. Like, there's... What if he was always calling her? What if but, she was traveling in the path that he took when his... Wife proposed to him, or that their grand, his was, grandparents. Yeah. Like, and he, like she has to call him up one time and like get his information. And she never told him. She, the whole reason she had this idea is because he reminded her of it the, that day, and she's like, "I'm gonna do this." And it's like they they set that up, and then they do nothing with it. They set up that her friend, um, who's uh, what's her face from um, "It's Always Sunny," like the main female person from "It's Always Sunny." This movie has so many freaking people. I would have loved to have a character who was on her side. It felt like this girlfriend was just this this catty society girlfriend. Like, and I, I wanted I feel her like to she have was genuine, but not I'm glad enough. that I'm glad that wasn't a cheating subplot. Oh, thank God! Yeah. I thought I, I I think the first time I watched that, I thought that was what was going to happen, but I, I still disagree with you that this guy isn't necessarily completely the bad guy because. You should not get married just to have an apartment. I understand this apartment is means a lot to you, but that's not a decision you make by yourself. That is a decision that you discuss with your future partner because that is that just setting yourself up for disaster. Yeah, what a, different movies would have been if he had called me like, listen, I got a call from them and they made it sound like us being married would be a way to secure this. That would open up a conversation for... Well, do you actually want to be married to me? We've been together for four years. What's been holding you back all this time before? Do we want to be engaged for a certain amount of time? Do well, we... okay. So here's the thing. I, I, I propose to you hmm. uh, this question. You and I discussed a lot. And yet, what was the one thing that you couldn't plan for? Well, uh, it was our... Uh, <laughs> my mm-hmm. proposal. Yeah, exactly. So, now, I'm not saying that Adam Scott character was going to do anything like that, because I don't think he actually was. But the thing is, is maybe that's why she didn't say anything. I may say, if I may be so bold... You may not. The idea that only men get to propose to women... First off, I get that it's an ego thing. I get that you want to plan this one special part when the bride plans pretty much everything else... You know, if you're of that old said mindset, I think you and I plan together just as much as uh, any other thing we've done in our lives together. Our I think wedding. At one, I think at one point I said, 
oh no, I'm I don't like I did the proposal. I don't need to plan anything else. And then you asked me for my opinion, like something super small. And I was like, oh no no, we really you got to look at this. We got to look at that. And you're like, you could help me plan the wedding. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> Aaron and always like, has. Oh, I'll help the female. No, was like, Aaron crap, always I have an input. You have an opinion on everything, dear. Of yeah. course, you're going to help me plan the wedding. What me have an opinion on everything? It's not like we have a podcast criticizing things. I feel like the idea that only men can propose to women puts women at a bit of a disadvantage. It absolutely does. Okay, so you what you this mindset that you have this this path that you have is a good path, and I feel like this concept. This concept of turning the romantic comedy on its head and saying, what if the woman proposes? But here's the thing. They play it in such a way that, oh, it's a day of the year where women can entrap men as if only men are available to read relationship cues and say when a marriage is due as opposed to a woman who would propose in the first six hours to the first guy she laid eyes on. But again, I don't think that's what they were going for. Well, that's, for what this our, that's what our love interest says, that it's a holiday for women to entrap men. He's also a very lovelorn cynic. Let's talk about how that relationship progresses, because to me, I think that's the most unbelievable part of the movie. I, it of course they start with that they hate each other and then they're sniping and they're throwing the barbs and like this, I don't expect them that. to get together throughout any of this like usually it's oh they hate each other but you want to see them together yeah. like in you've got mail he's pretty yeah. he's pretty despicable he's Tom Hanks is pretty despicable but you know that they do actually like each other from their anonymous correspondence so you do have an impetus that you want to see them get together or other movies where they had a relationship as a children childhood friends and then drifted apart and so you'd want to see that happen again like 13 going on 30 um no yeah but we don't really have that here we literally have a woman who uh does not want to cheat on her um boyfriend is actually going to somewhere to propose to him is behaving remarkably well for what she goes through in the first 15 minutes of this movie which is a plane going through turbulence being uh put down outside of her destination then taking a ferry through a storm on the ocean then to get to another place where she's dropped off on a beach in her heels to then trek through the rain up to the only bar where then the guy proceeds to gank her about about, oh, where's okay. the cab, or where's the food, or where's the yeah, inn? Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's 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 a fish out of water. But she never loses you know, her cool. She no, never once. You're absolutely right. And now, so now they, so they all, the they thing. all treat her like she's okay. some sniping American woman and she can, demanding things. She can be, but they don't play it up enough. Like they they've said it. They said it more than once. They're like, "Oh, you know, here you go, your your queen." Or even Adam Scott thinks the uh, thinks the Irish guy. I love, I love how we're calling him the Irish guy. We don't even remember his actual name. Uh, it's like Declan. Or, Declan, you, you have know. it right. Um, and he's like, "Oh, well, this one's demanding." You know, it, like she is, but not enough. It's it's not like she's not demanding at all, and it's just a joke because of, oh, she's demanding. She asks for like a piece of gum, you know, not like a you know four course meal. She's not but, demanding but she's in any not... way that's odd. Yeah, like, the most demanding she is is that she asks for food in a hotel bed and breakfast type place. I think the only thing, yeah, I think it was that. And then she asks him to open the trunk 
so she can put her luggage in. That, uh, like, or, like, and that's she like asked a, him to put the luggage in, but it's not like God. She's paying not, him five hundred quid. <laughs> I think she's allowed to ask him to open the door and put her bag in the back. Exactly. And here, I, and there are funny moments in this movie. Understand this: there are some. I personally find find the the setup, the setup, and the setup, and then the payoff of um, that she comes in there. And she's looking, trying to, she's trying to get out of there. It's like, oh, the last bus to Dublin left in 87. Oh, uh, no, that was when the trains ran. The The last bus to go out of here is 89. That, okay. And then the, well, I need to find a cab. Oh, here's the number. Well, my cell doesn't have service. Here's a coin to go use the pay phone. Oh, and uh, what do you mean you don't take American redheads? And he walks out, and he's he's on the phone. I I, I thought that was funny. I I personally I thought, but that's the problem. That's only one of the. It's one of the only funny parts in this entire movie, and I think it's because Amy Adams is a good actress. I think Amy Adams can be funny, but. Like they make her, they try to She's make not her given, too silly at times, and they try to make her too much of a straight man. They don't give her any intelligently funny lines. Like there's a moment when they're cooking in the kitchen, and he's like, "Where did you think chickens come from?" And the line is, "The frozen food section." And she could deliver it as, "The frozen food section." Like no, but seriously, okay. Like, but she's just yeah. like, the frozen food section. Like, she's laughing through her joke in a, yeah. in a way that a confident, career-oriented woman from Boston would not do. Like, not snar- it wasn't snarky enough, and it wasn't sweet enough or innocent enough. It, w- it, was, it was too much middle ground. She starts, uh, oh. she finds the guys who stole her suitcase, starts off strong, walks around like... Thank you, boys, for watching my luggage. I'll take it from here now. But they don't let her, like, continue to be strong. They just let them, like, physically intimidate her. Like, oh, well, I um... Like, mm. I feel like that's actually the kind of the theme for the, the what's wrong with this entire movie. Too much middle ground. Too much middle sliders. <laughs> uh, they, like, they they play some things up. Like, there is a there is an intelligent line in here. When they, um, they walk... In, they accidentally walk into a church, and she's saying something, uh... And like, thank God! And like, they open up, and it's in the middle of a wedding because he's good. Like that—that's a intelligent, funny line. Yeah, it's fun. But there's not many of those. There are moments when she's allowed to shine, and when she does, it's fairly bright. He—he's oh, just a curmudgeon the whole damn time. Yeah, in a way, I feel like it's really weird that they want. These two to end up together, in the yeah. in the end, the the impetus you see is that she learns to be a little less plan oriented about the little things, and he learns to be more plan oriented about the big things, like running his business and doing more of what she says, which is you know to be smart and to have things on time. And she learns to loosen up and go but, where the road leads her. But, but they no... don't lead up any. There's no yeah. lead up to that. Like the like. I, I, what you said, like, him being more smart about his business and stuff like that. She, he didn't know, learn anything know, from her. Yeah, yeah, or he didn't say anything like, oh, that's a good idea. Or she didn't say, like, I thought if, that you, she... if you did these two small things with your business, yep. you would make 
twice as much money in a month. Like, they didn't set it up because clearly they cook together and you realize, oh, he's a good cook. He could make this a really good place, but they never do a payoff for that. Yeah. In the same way, when this first and starts... And all of a sudden he's just, like this great chef. It's like... At the very beginning of this trip, she's on the phone and looks out to see him arguing with his landlord, I'm assuming, that he owes the 10,000 quid. It's a 1,000. 1,000 yeah. quid. And uh, he says, okay, About I'll have euros, it to you. by the way. I, they kept calling it quid. Bob. Bob. Uh, they used term uh, monies. They used they what they he owed him monies, and she hears this. And I really thought at the end where she tries to pay him the amount that she's promised she would pay him, which she knows that she should give him because he has no money for his business. I thought she was going to give him the total one thousand. That's why I thought she's and like, like oh, you did help me. You wanted my business to succeed. You paid me the amount of money I owed in she's debt. Like, this isn't for you. This is for your business. Like there, that easily could have been a thing. Or she's like, uh, or when he, whenever he denies the money, she goes okay, and then calls up the 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 guy and be like, hey, yeah, it's paid. That, here's uh, I'm wiring you a thousand euros to uh, to pay for this this rent, and of course he would object to it. She'd be like, oh, well, that's how I was going to pay you anyway. The way or something it, the like way that. it shakes out, it just makes it seem like the people around him were ambivalent until the business was in trouble, and they all gave him charity as opposed to him actually. And, uh, it's not they so clearly much wanted to stay. No, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't mean to demean the business and that it did turn out well and that he did turn it into a real thing but again they didn't play enough that he let it go to pot because his best friend and his fiance ran off together yeah he, they did not play it enough they didn't yeah, they play did, the love like, of that like because you because you, you kept it from us until the very end when he's leaving her because we couldn't reveal it too soon we had to just what was the scene like when after the after the wedding when she passes out on the park bench on his lad and he's asleep and then they like they, she wakes up and you think that she goes on the bus because the bus leaves, but she actually just went and got a little bit of coffee for them. And there's this part where he's like standing with his back to her. He doesn't see her, knows that she's there. And she like stops and like stares at him for it's way like, too long of a it's second. It's like the filmmakers expect her to know what the audience is thinking, which is... Amy Adams sees this guy and knows that he was just looking after a bus that he thought she got on and drove away and how sad he is lying with a thorn stuck in his paw. There's no way Amy Adams knew that. There's not a single damn reason because she can't see his face and she can't see his expression. Again, I think middle middle of the road is like the the perfect way to describe this movie. It it takes some um uh not uh not leaps but uh risks. No, it takes some risks, and it's but it's way too safe in others. It's too middle of the road. It doesn't say like this is super safe. This is like the most safe rom com you've ever seen, or like without ta- or because they take they don't take as many risks. It is, but they're like this isn't your typical rom com because she's gonna go propose to her boyfriend, and it's set place in Ireland, and she's a strong modern woman. Isn't there a movie that took place in Rome with similar wish ideas where she throws no. a coin in the fountain and a bunch of guys fall in love with her and she has to figure out who really does love her despite it, the coin yeah it's um the 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 x list or something like that it's um that may be actually something we need to watch because it's uh, pretty much the idea is beautiful um, woman who somehow has no man is klutz no no, no no like all the people that fall in love with her are her ex-boyfriends oh it's um uh Kristen i thought Bell. it was just a painter and then there was a no i th- no, but the, we haven't watched the movie in a very long time. 
I feel like people are screaming at us right now, the plot to this movie, and we we haven't seen this recently, so I don't feel we're qualified to speak on it. What, this other one? Yeah. It's Kristen Bell, and, the, and I know the reason I know that for a fact is because Dax Shepard appears as one of her exes. I think it's either Chris Pratt or Chris Evans is in it, too. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so, I do, I do want to kind of circle back real quick, and because uh, we're, we're talking about intelligent lines. It's cold as ice, and it's really, it's not as intelligent as it could be. I just, the the line that the uh, the desk ladies at the uh, airport. Oh, yeah. Darling, could you ring up the airport and have them open a special lane for madame? <laughs> right away. And then just looks right back at her. I, I thought that was, that was cold like, as ice. <laughs> like, she's more demanding before she even meets our love interests for him to ever realize that she was. Yeah. Like, again... They, they, they want to take risks, and they take a couple baby steps in that direction, but they don't do much else with it. I would like to say that the, oh, give him a kiss scene does not play out in real life. Try it at your next family dinner. Tell two people that you suspect of not being in a relationship to kiss, and see how far that plays. See how yeah. long for the entire family turns on you for being the asshole who makes people kiss in front of you to prove their love for each other. See how far that goes. Yeah, because, like, let's say, uh... Let's say that you're gonna take uh, your uh, your lovely girlfriend out, and uh, then they do the the where they bring on the damn glasses. Like, oh, give her a kiss. Give her... no, fuck you. Like, like that's oh my god, that was so bad. I I do like the advice though. The scene makes no sense, but the advice to always kiss like it's the first time and, and the, the last, last time. time. Yeah. Makes for a lot of awkward interactions with loved ones who aren't your romantic partner, but... <laughs> they obviously mean the romantic partner. No, no, I mean just for them to watch you make every kiss like it's your first and last, like... my oh, parents, for other people, My yeah. parents only died gagging when we were 16 and in love, so I don't know how they'd take 27-year-olds doing that. I love how, uh, yeah, like, your parents, like, always, like, gave us crap about it. And nowadays, like, whenever we're, I feel like whenever we're around them, when they kiss and make out, it's like, whoa! (laughs) Um, so... They got six kids. They gotta get it where they can. So... I know we both took notes on this, so this no, is you, kind of No, you'd fun. go next note for you. Well, no, I mean, my notes are kind of... This one, I didn't take as ex, as, as extensive notes as we did for the the last, uh, the, the Moulin Rouge. Because um, I think with this one, it, like, I know I keep coming back to it, but the middle of the road, it's not a great movie. But it's not a terrible movie. But what's a terrible movie, then? Oh, there's plenty of examples. Like... Um, if we're gonna go rom-com, uh, I mean, like, okay, basically think of any movie that identifies way too much with the parody, The Wedding Bride. Okay. Um, the, from, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yes. If, if a movie, if you watch a movie and all you can think is The Wedding Bride, that's pretty bad. This movie, tiptoed around that way too much. There, there's also a really bad quality of him negging her the whole time. Like, everything is a neg, which is why, as someone who lives in the very woke year of 2018, uh, I feel like we are at the point where we've named that particular trait and said, we aren't gonna stand for you making 
negative compliments about us to get us to your side. Like, even when they're married, he negs her. And it'd be adorable. It'd be be cute if they hadn't done it for literally the entire movie. Yeah, speaking of which, after the, like, that last scene, that last scene drove me up the fucking wall. Um, so, yeah, this is, okay, so she, how she lets him know that she did not get married to the guy, he, uh, He's She's working in chicken. She sends the chicken back because it was dry. Because they made a joke no- about that uh, when they were pretending to be married at the B and B. Okay, uh, see, they- I, didn't, I didn't. I guess I didn't get that. Oh yeah, she says, you know, and the chicken's really good, which is weird because um, my my boyfriend always says I make it dry. <laughs> uh, again, one of those little one of those little things that you were supposed to take as, oh. Charlatan, you must be dumped post haste. It's like, what if she does cook chicken dry? What if that's a true character deficit? And then, so she does this. She sends it back, and she starts telling them how, like, she's so excited, or not so excited. She she's making the choice to not plan everything out. So here's her proposal. Let's just live our lives. And then he just walks away. <laughs> and so then she like goes out to a giant cliff, which I think was just an excuse to go to that cliff. Oh yeah. Um, and then, then he's there and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, you said no. He's like, I didn't say anything. Exactly. What was she supposed to say or what she was supposed to do? And, and then she's like, oh, and then it still ends with him proposing. Yeah. He doesn't even make her propose. Yep. Uh, like even the proposal, she proposes to him. With Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. She proposes to him. Okay, I gotta tell you, that movie may not be so good either. We we may have to watch it again. I think the I think the only reason that it's good at all, like I'm saying at all, is because of Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, and Betty White. That's the only reason. Because even with uh what's his face uh from the Incredibles in it as well, and uh Mary Streamberg, I think she plays the mother. Yeah. Um, like all these people that they ha- they do have, like that's what makes the movie. Not the setup, not the jokes, not anything else. It's literally the damn actors. This movie, Amy Adams is a sweetheart, and I adore her. There's an actress I like, Amy Adams, and there's also three actresses I named from The Proposal that I like, uh, Mary Streamberg, Betty White, and uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, but, uh, funnily enough, the woman who plays the wedding bride is in The Proposal. Oh, is she his ex? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Her. So, and what a what a lame ass twist! You're supposed to infer that because he met up with her, he was getting back together with her. You get you you know as a viewer that's why they showed that scene. Because otherwise, why would you show that scene? We're not talking about the proposal right now, though. Oh, I'm talking about this. Oh, what the the for the leap here? Yeah, he meets up with his ex blonde at the bar. And they, they exchange, like, never thought I'd see you in Dublin. It's been a long time. And you are, as a viewer, meant to infer that, oh, maybe he got back together with her. Maybe he was so broken hearted. Oh, no, hearted. I knew that he was going to go back and get but his mother's ring it. from her. But they frame it in such a way that you think that might be a possibility. And, well, again, it's yeah, poor it's poor but... storytelling every it time. It really is. The, 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 who wrote this did not do that good of a job. Um... So, but, and then she, when, when he proposes, after all of this, she still make er, he still is the one to propose. When she, when he proposes, he was like, she goes, in all my life, I didn't think I would ever see you down on one knee. 
You've known him for like three days. All your life. And then the extra scene, like, after they get married, so overly cute and unnecessary. Just not needed at all. I, I was like, it's, it's like literally rehashing the same jokes from the beginning of the movie. Okay. That's all they were doing. I will, say, I will do, there's one funny joke that I did like seeing again and again, which I think speaks to a lot of women. Um, he says... You know, I'll put your suitcase in the back. She's like, be careful with it. It's a Louis Vuitton. And he says, she's named her suitcase. She's a crackpot. And they just keep calling the suitcase Louis, which is an adorable joke. Like, which, which, but Louis? He's on the, she's on, he's on the roof. Don't worry. Wash him. He'll be fine. He'll be grand. Just throw him in the wash. He'll be grand. Like, yeah. I, and I agree. That is a cute joke. See, like, there are these little moments, these little nuggets. You have to dig, dig pretty hard, but when you find that little nugget, it's good. So, I feel like they needed to revise this a few more times before they, like, finished, or they, you know, they uh, settled on that. Mm-hmm. So, there's, there's a lot of these kind of movies out there and you can always tell when an actor has been kind of forced and I don't think Amy Adams was forced in this one but I could kind of tell this was not her first choice to be in here um and there's plenty of those rom-coms out there the proposals one that we talked about what was the one with Patrick uh, Dempsey where like his best friend from college is getting married um Oh, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, and he, yeah, because he's the best man, but he's on he, her he's, side. Yeah, he's the best bro, ma- maid of honor, maid but of M-A-D, honor. Yeah, that that movie, like there was, there. In fact, that movie, they set up a scene where you think that it's all a setup for him to finally realize that she, he actually loves her and is not entirely. Oh, so he doesn't fall in love with the bride. He doesn't he get the d- bride no, in the does. end. No, 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 he does. But there's a scene, like, she's, like, she's almost, like, conspired. It almost is, like, conspiracy, uh, kind of a conspiracy-type scene. Like, where she's talking on the phone. Because it's something to do with uh, her bridesmaids and him finally meeting for the first time. She thinks, and one of them's, like, an ex-girlfriend or someone he slept with. And she, like, almost is, like, talking, like, yeah, they're finally talking. Or, like, the way she, what she says and the way she says it, it instantly made me think, like, oh, She's faking it to get him to fall in love with her. Because she was always in love with him, but he never paid attention to her. So she faked her entire wedding? That's what I thought it was going to be, but it didn't happen that way. Oh, good. Yeah, because that is heinous. It is heinous, but it is better than how it ended. That's that's what I'm saying. It's... It's always, oh, I thought I knew, but thank you, big strong man, for showing me you were the one I was supposed to be letting stick their stuff in me. Almost the opposite, where it's like, oh, I'm a big strong man. Yes, you are. Enjoy your conquests. I'll be here as the best friend. And then at the end, he's like, oh, but you're the best friend, and I've, I've actually secretly loved you this whole time. And she's like, I know. That's why I did this whole shit. God, no, that'd be terrible. It might be, it might be terrible. Both of those options. <laughs> Neither one sounds good. So, but there are plenty of great rom-coms out there. If you would like perhaps my favorite rom-com and a better version of Leap Year, I would recommend Pride and Prejudice. It has the same turns. It has um, this... Rom-coms essentially say romantic comedies. Yep. Pride and Prejudice, if you read it and you know how Jane Austen talks... And the period, it is hysterical and it is romantic. Excuse me. 
Excuse uh, me, I will not be made fun of on my own podcast. You um, can't even get the fart I'm sounds sorry. to work. Yeah, look, look, uh, real quick, I can't do the fart sounds with my hands it's anymore because, because my point... of my no, it's because of my beard. <laughs> No, it's because my point is so good. Here is why. You're going to let me have my piece on Pride and Prejudice. <sighs> if you want a movie that has the same sort of two people who do not get along. And hey, then, Mr. Darcy, you are a right scoundrel. It, she never says that. Uh, nope. If you want two people. But you had to think about it for a second to say no, that it wasn't No, I was a part going through it. the entire text in my head, and nope, she never says that. Uh, you are just appropriating pop culture myths upon that instead of actually watching it or reading it. Um, I do uh, like the Kira Knightley version. Uh, I will say it's because it's the first time I actually got the book on a better level than just reading it, because it can be hard to read if you're not used to that sort of literature. So I would recommend watching a version of it so you get what's going on with these characters. Um, but if you want a story where the two leads end up, start start immediately, do not like each other, and hate each other for perfectly valid reasons, and then actually learn that one was prideful and one was full of prejudice, I literally shit you not, that's exactly what the title suggests, um, that they actually overcome that and do realize that they do have their faults, but they have been blinded by them to what could be. And I think that's probably the only one that's ever successfully pulled off the we hate each other and then we love each other turn that so many 90s and early 2000s rom-coms fell into. I would I would say a little bit more on the, the 2000s where the, the aughts were more terrible for it. So the 90s did things a little differently. I'm not going to say better, just yeah. differently. Um, and actually that, what I would, if I, if I make a suggestion for a good rom-com, that is definitely the era I'm going to suggest from. As great as You've Got Mail is, and of course everyone is going, oh, Sleepless in Seattle. I'm sorry. I'm going to have the unpopular opinion of that you Got Mail is better than Sleepless in Seattle. Seconded. Oh, shit. We're throwing some shade. <laughs> Straight up, though. Like, especially because you and I grew up with it, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Gotta have a relationship. But literally all you have is a phone call and then you met at the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah. Literally, that that relationship is done in six weeks or less. Stamp and ship ma- it. You've Got Mail is the Sleepless in Seattle for the 90s and early millennium, and it's done better. Yeah, I mean, so, don't get me wrong. I mean, it still which, has a oh, it when, still has a klutzy female protagonist. I will tell you that nowhere in Jane Austen's novel does Elizabeth Bennet ever slip on a banana peel and fall into a tub of water. Yeah, like the whole wedding scene from Leap Year. How, like, she's like... All of a sudden, she's clumsy now. Yeah, because that's the only way. That is the only way that filmmakers know how to translate a flaw in a female protagonist. It's not to give her an actual character flaw; it's just to make her clumsy. You know, like she's one of you. So the actual rom com I would suggest, if you want um, a ro- romantic comedy with an actually interesting premise, like a setup that actually like works. And you want to see um, a love between two people actually start in a start and then grow naturally, and you see the progression, and then actually maybe a love for more people, more than just the the romantic person, but almost like a a family love too. And and you know what what if it was starring someone that we've already mentioned? I'm literally lost right now. Oh, I thought you. I thought you already. Cl- it already clicked for you. No, I thought you were That's... plugging. I thought you were plugging my novel again. Oh, <laughs> I plug your novel enough. No, I'm plugging the underrated, 
supremely better than most romantic comedies out there while you were sleeping Mm, i do like while you were sleeping while you were sleeping has one of the best setups she literally fantasizes about a guy manages to save him from certain death because of a misunderstanding that she doesn't know how to get off because she literally was not the cause of it it wasn't her fault it was someone else's fault she doesn't know how to get out of it she asks people how do i get out of this she actively seeks on how to get out of this situation until not only does she fall in love with the guy's brother played by a very beautifully done bill pullman but she also falls in love with the family because she absolutely loved her father but he passed and she's been lonely she has her cat and a couple friends but that's it yeah this movie this movie forgot to show not tell it didn't show us these characters beyond dialogue we didn't get a sense of why they were the way they were we don't know why for four years she never told her boyfriend you know i i like love being shown to me in this particular way and that would be good if we could work that into it he doesn't seem to have any idea that anything's wrong and if i'm in a relationship yes there's a point where someone's just being oblivious but there's also the point as we well know that if i don't spell it out for you you wouldn't know (laughs) And, and like i can i personally can be super obtuse at times and I know I can, and it's a flaw that I've, I've worked to try to overcome or at least make better. I do, I, that. that's just who I am as a person. And there have been times when I've had to say, Elizabeth, help me figure this out. Like, like, like some, sometimes you have to spell it out for me. And there's other times when it's intuitive. And I feel like this is a conversation that they just never had. I'm going to give some relationship advice. In my extremely qualified opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give some advice that this movie and other movies try and fail to tell correctly. In this movie, there is a scene where they're at the B&B pretending to be a husband and wife so they can have a room to stay. And there is the B&B owner and an Italian couple and them. The woman who is running the B&B says something to her husband who quips right back. But then they both break and smile and laugh and kiss each other. And what the movie is trying to say is, look at them. They've been together so long that they are so comfortable trading barbs with each other that you know they don't mean it. That they've grown so much in their ways that this is their language and this is how they show love to each other and look at how much they do love each other. But this movie suggests that you should start out a relationship by constantly sniping and throwing barbs back at each other. If you literally start out your relationship at that level... The entire thing is going to go up in flames because of how often you needle the other. I still can't even do it sometimes right when we're hanging out and you're playing Fortnite and I say something that I'm trying to be like, oh boy, Aaron, you sure screwed up again. And you're like, what? I'm trying. And I know that I have failed to make the joke land. And I'm like, we aren't there yet. And we've been together for 10 years. And it may take us forever to get to that point where we can trade barbs and know no, we don't mean it. But the movie and a lot of rom-coms fail to show that that tried and tested and true relationship got that way through a lot of hard work. And there's no way they started out that relationship by always sparring and throwing barbs at each other. No one wants to be in that relationship. No one wants to be constantly trading insults and quips with the other person. It would be exhausting. It's 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 a balancing act. Um, which, by the way, this episode brought to you by Fortnite, apparently. <laughs> How many times we've uh, mentioned it? It's episode uh, brought to you by Fortnite, uh, Boondock Saints, and Willem Dafoe and Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's a balancing act, you know. Yes, it's nice to have fun and like, oh, you 
you um, sly woman, you trying you with your womanly you womanly wiles. Yeah, like when Aaron makes yeah. a comment like that, like not in my house. I know he's being facetious. Like, I'm the man here. You know, like I it, it but. There were plenty of times, like, when I came home, I made, tonight, I made sure that I kissed you passionately and deeply because I wanted to show you that I missed you. I wondered. I wondered. So, um... Um, unfortunately, I wish we could go on longer, but we are at the hour mark, and we promised we would be better, so... Yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to be better, If so. you mind, could we rate it? Do the plug party? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Um, why don't we go and do the plug party, and then we'll do the rating. Okay. You can find us... On Facebook at Married to the Idea, Twitter at Married Number Two, the Idea, Gmail at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com. If you forget any of those links, go to Married to the Idea or just Google Married to the Idea. You'll find us, I promise. And uh, feel free to use those to send us comments on episodes, suggestions for future episodes, or perhaps what your favorite guilty pleasure rom com is. Um, and there's uh, a lot. Uh, uh, I actually just got another suggestion today, and um, I am looking at doing different things. We have a small bit of news coming up soon. Um, which I'm hoping that we can start getting more live with soon. And um, we appreciate you guys uh, waiting. We had a little two-week hiatus unplanned yeah. and still ongoing, but we knew we had we to get... We actually recorded an episode, but we can't use it. it I, we didn't get our audio correct. However, we are so glad to hear uh, we actually did reach out to some people about how... You know, we wanted to improve our audio quality, and a lot of them had really positive things saying that we already sound pretty good. So, so if you're if you're, if that you're happy with it, that, we're so we, happy we, with it. Yeah, we really really appreciate it. Uh, and I I reached out on Reddit, kind of looking at different options and stuff like that. And one guy's like, "Oh, I went and listened to a couple season two episodes, and you guys sound really good." I'm like, "Oh, holy crap! Thank you." <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, and. The and it's funny too because we just kind of came out of the the month of romantic comedy and we're still stuck here and we're still stuck here. I suggested this movie because it was one of the few movies I thought of that what that wasn't Boondock Saints <laughs> that was just really just steeped in Ireland and Irish culture because St Patrick's Day means a lot to me. Um, and we are you know we both love to celebrate. We've both been to uh, Savannah a few times for St Patrick's Day. We're very um, very much. I, I mean, I have literally a sailor's knot tattooed on me. So, oh yes, green beer and all that. We yes. make the Irish proud. Um, I will say, for my rating out of five, there are better rom coms out there. There are a few good lines that I like, but overall, this movie just made me realize all the tropes about rom coms that I hate. I'm gonna have to give this bad boy a one out of five. Oh, it's just not good, guys. How much did you give Tammy and the T Rex? Tammy Rex made me laugh, okay? okay, and at least I was intrigued and seeing where things were going. There's no other movie like it. I had to rate it on its own scale. This movie, the rom coms are a diamond dozen. Expect more, ask for more. Exactly, like like we. If so, I want to be generous, I mean, I'll give it 1.5 for a likable actress in Amy Adams, but like, okay, yeah, I, I, that sounds that sounds fair. Like, I actually think that's what I'm gonna do too. So one point. Five. So a three out of ten might for be one of our year. lowest. Low, and the thing is, is understand this is not a bad movie. It's just it's just mediocre. St- it's stereotypical. It really is. We are thinking about. Uh, I have heard a great system from friend of the show Ali. 
uh, from the Apothecary Bee that her movie scale rating is 10 for best ever, ever, <laughs> 0 for mediocre, and then negative 10 for so bad it's good. And I'd rank Tammy the T-Rex better. It's like a big para- big parabola. Yeah. So if we're going to go U-shape, that way, yeah. if it's a big U-shape, then this one's solidly at the bottom in the mediocre land. It, it's, I don't think it's down at the bottom of the bell curve, but it is certainly on that downward slope. All right. So leap year. 3 out of 10. Uh, Comment with what your favorite rom-coms are and don't be ashamed of them. Like we've said, we have a lot of ones that we like. If you disagree with us and say Sleepless in Seattle is better than You've Got Mail, I'm already thinking of an episode right there. Um, You know, we'd love to hear, we actually love to hear from people. Um, We've had a couple people say that they love the podcast and, you know, we're actually... Uh, hoping to guest star on or guest on a few different podcasts. Um, I've I've reached out to a couple people and uh, doing that. So, um, and if you would like to be a guest, just let us know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we appreciate it so much. Follow us everywhere. Uh, let us know in the comments down below. Uh, we love you all. Thank you guys so much for being patient. And until next time, he's been Aaron. She's been Elizabeth, and, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.